the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Messy Walk podcast. This is episode 49. I am here with Pastor Adam. Hey, Say hey. hey. Yep. And my name is Chloe. I am the host of the Messy Walk podcast, and we are super excited to be with you today on episode 49. 49. Um, so we're currently in a series right now talking through theology, um, kind of making it not as an intimidating of a subject I guess what yeah. you would say. Is that a good way to explain I it? I hope this was a good decision for us to spend several weeks talking <laughs> about theology. It. I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm learning so much, and it's encouraging me to learn in my personal time and stuff like that. Um, but so basically, we've just been talking about, um, for the past two episodes, we talked about on the first one, what is theology and why does it matter to us? Why should we care about theology? Um, which was yeah, really good. Sort of debunking this idea that it is for academics or you know, professional Christians yeah. or whatever, right? Um, and that the fact that everybody is a theologian because yeah. theology is just really the study of God. And if you even think about pieces of God, then that would be theology. It may not be good for theology, but it's theology, right? right. Yeah. And so no matter what it may be, there's we all are participating in theology at all times. Yeah. And I actually think that's a design of us as people because, uh, you know, we are all from God and connected mm-hmm. to God. So even if we don't believe in God, there's still a part of us that wants to be, needs to be, desires to be connected to God, even if we don't realize it. So yeah. there's always, even for people that don't believe in God, there is always thoughts about God, yeah. which would be study of God, even yeah. if it's not intense study. That's theology. Yeah. So everybody's a theologian, and and I kind of think where we were going with this was, um, I think the way we, we well, our original idea was was. Yeah. Let's talk through some difficult theological terms, some of these yeah. weird theological terms that you hear and nobody necessarily knows what they are and that kind of stuff. And then it just turned into, well, let's just talk theology in general. Yeah. And so the first week was really just what is theology what is it exactly? Yeah. and the fact that, hey, don't be intimidated by it, don't be scared about it, and you're doing yeah. it anyway. So you might as well like do it for real. Right. You might as well do it, it right. Yeah. And it's, it's, not, and it's not some thing that you have to be elitist to do right. in some way. Right. It's for all of us. Yeah, it's everybody. important for all of us too. I mean, kids are participating in theology all the time. Yeah. You know, what you are doing when you are in a Sunday school class or a kid's room or whatever as a child is you are obviously learning about God and right. the Bible. That's theology. Yeah. And so that's all it is. Yeah. So kind of debunking that. And then yeah, the that second week. week one. Yeah. Week two was bibliology, which is the study of the Bible. So we talked about the authority of scripture and the canon of scripture and um, different things like that. So. Yeah, we're trying to, so what we're trying to approach with this is that we talk theology and then we're going to naturally, to be able to digest this in some way, we're going to do it in a systematized approach. Yeah. And so systematic theology is kind of what we're doing. So our first step of doing this systematized is talking the word, right? Yeah. So so understanding what the word is in bibliology would be like that first kind of step, right? Because everything's kind of built out of what the word says, yeah. right? Not everything about God is exposed or, you know, given to us in the word. I don't yeah. mean that. I just mean that's a foundational piece of us understanding the things about God. So yeah. bibliology last week and then, and so the idea on bibliology is to have a biblical theology, right? Yeah. So when you hear somebody saying a biblical theology, it's the study of God based on an understanding of the word, yeah. right? And so I think that we all would want 
a biblical theology. Absolutely. Right? You can have a theology that's not biblical, right? Yeah. Of course. And so yeah. that's that is some of those random thoughts we have about God and things like that, right? Yeah. Or the way in which we see God in certain areas that aren't necessarily from the Bible. Um, but biblical theology we're pushing to. So yes. then we talk bibliology, which is just nothing more than the study of the word. Yeah. Right? There's some cool stuff in there, like yeah. how the word came about, you know, the, like you were talking about the canon of scripture, mm-hmm. how they were put together. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So really cool. And, and there was that cool thing that you shared by that theologian yes, guy. Yes, yes, I was have it right so here. So good. I have it right here. A funny name to to um, repeat. Um, let me see if I can find it again. It's Gregory something. Yeah, yeah. But we just called him Gregory the theologian yes. because it was easier than yes. having to say his last name. Um, I can't. I will never be able to pronounce it. <laughs> it's okay. Nanzianzen. I think that's wow. how you say it. Yeah, it's funky. But anyway, <laughs> it's, it, Gregory the, the, the theologian is what he was mm-hmm. known as, right? Yeah. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we're continuing that series today. And do we want to hype up the topic for today, or do we just want to go ahead and tell them what it is? Let's go. We're gonna. So what? The way we're gonna talk through this is we're gonna go through it systematically. Yeah. So. Um, you know, the idea of theology Mm -hmm. and then bibliology. And so where you would go next is you would go into what is known as theology proper. Yeah. So that sounds kind of proper. And it's supposed to. That's the whole point. Um, The the term proper is just used in the sense of a proper noun. So like, for example, Chloe, on the spot, let's see how your English skills are. What is a proper noun? Give me an example of a proper noun. Disney World. Yeah, that would be a proper (laughs) noun, right? So the actual name of a specific place, right? So when we talk theology proper, we're just referring to the study of the person of God. Right, so him as an actual person, not yeah. this, not this idea of God, right? But theology proper would be specifically the study of God, mm-hmm. and that would be his attributes, his character, his nature, and you would call this. You hear in the church, you hear in the church a lot of times. You hear the word theology, and then you hear um, doctrine. So this would be theology proper. Would be another way to say that would be the doctrine of God. Right. Yeah. So we're going to start there. So um, in talking theology in general, when you're just talking about the study of God, that's just kind of the study that God exists. Right. right? And so making the first observation that helps us come to a deeper understanding of who he is more than he just exists. And that's what theology proper would be. And so yeah. that would that's like referring to his character and his nature and who he is in general. And so you got to kind of start here. Um Especially like as you go forward with theology, the reason we're going in the route that we're going is just to kind of see the process of thought, because yeah. that's all theology really is. It's just a process of thought about God. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start here because no aspect of theology defines everything else as comprehensively as us understanding who God is, right? Mm-hmm. And so this would be a massive study area, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of different routes. On only, only as we understand the character of God can we understand all these other theological constructs or doctrines properly, right? Yeah. Like you can't really understand the the we'll get to next episode the, the doctrine of atonement, right? Jesus mm-hmm. paying for our sins. If you don't understand the character and the nature of God, yeah, right? So it kind of so it's because this is a foundational piece when we talk theology proper. Um, or the doctrine of God, either one you want to refer to. So um, historically, where this kind of starts, where this thought pattern begins, is the what we call the incomprehensibility of God. In other words, it means that 
we can't understand him. Right. And so it sounds like a contradiction. So it sounds like a, well, why would we even bother if the first place we start is that we're not going to be able to understand him, that it's incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. Um, that term doesn't mean that we can't understand anything about God. What it is, it's a starting point that says our knowledge of him will always be limited. And that makes sense, right? Yeah, like it does. Like, it's not that we can't understand anything. Right. So we can. But our knowledge of God is always going to be limited. And so you start there um, so you don't get real prideful when you go through the uh, systematic theology, too, of I understand everything about God, and I've got it in all these little nice little categories. That's not the case. So you're not going to ever understand everything about him. Like, we cannot have an exhaustive knowledge of God. We can't totally comprehend all that he is um, ever. Right. Not even in heaven. Which is almost like it's both like mind blowing and it's also encouraging because everything else that you learn about, everything else that you do in this life, it's exhaustive. Eventually it's going to end. It, right. There is nothing eternal in this entire world except God, which is so crazy that we'll never know yeah, all we'll of it. Like know. we'll know, we can learn a lot of things, but we'll never actually get to like the end of it. Yeah, it's even so cool. when we're with him in person for eternity. Yeah. We will not – There, that's that incomprehensibility of God. So you yeah. just pause and think for a minute of, well, it makes sense that I'm going to study him and there's some things I can know, but I'm never going to know everything yeah. ever, ever, ever. So right? cool. Because I yeah. can't. I'm not capable of it. Right. Even when I'm with him, I'm not capable of knowing everything about him. So cool. So that's kind of where you start. Um, and then where, where it's going to go next naturally. So just try to – as you're listening, try to think through this like you're thinking through it. Like – Try to picture this idea that we're trying to portray about studying theology as in just a thought process, mm. like you do with anything, right? right? It's how you start to put together how things work, right? So when you look at any little piece, you start to start at a starting point, and then you go through it piece by piece by piece until you get a comprehensive understanding or somewhat. Right. And so where theology proper goes next is usually to the Trinity, right? So it's right. like we can't understand everything about God, but if we're going to start somewhere— all right, we go, we got that concept. We know that we can't understand everything about God. Right. If we're going to start somewhere, I guess we're going to go like, who is he? And where yeah. we usually begin with that is the Trinity. Yeah. And so we're talking one God that is monotheism, the belief in one God that exists eternally as three divine, co-equal, and yet distinct persons. Hmm. So, Chloe, what would those be? Who would those be? Um, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There you go, right? So yeah. that's that would be kind of the doctrine of the Trinity, right? And so here's the cool way you see theology play out, too, which I think this is really cool. Me and Chloe were just talking about this. Um, the word Trinity is not itself a biblical term. Right. right? You roll into your concordance and look up Trinity, you're not going to find <laughs> its specific far, word yeah. usage, <laughs> yeah. right? This is a cool way theology plays out. Yeah. What, what the Trinity is, is it's a theological inference drawn from Scripture, right? right? So it's us seeing these three distinct persons in yep. the Scripture and then having a systematic approach to understanding them and putting them in a theological construct called the Trinity, mm-hmm. right? But that word itself is not a biblical word per se, right? right? So it's a, it, that's a construct all on its own. The idea of the Trinity is a theological understanding of who God is, which I think is really cool. Yeah. So in the early church, you see um, several different councils, this formulation really, really early on of this Trinitarian concept as a way to explain, understand, 
the person of God. And then you see that lining up in Scripture. So a great example of this is, we've been talking about it for weeks and weeks right now, so I'm preaching through a series, so this makes me think of it, is the Great Commission, right? Yep. So Great Commission, Matthew 28, uh, technically it's 18 through 20, although what we usually quote is 19 and 20, um, so I'll just quote 19 and 20, but 18 is that Jesus references that he has authority, right? Mm-hmm. Has all power and authority. And then you get to go... Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of, who are they, Chloe? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There you Spirit. go, right? So that's an example of yeah. you see these three distinct persons of God, and they're not separated in that, right? right? So they're together. Yeah. And so you start to study, which we won't get into any much more detail than this, except for a couple of cool things. You start to study the Trinity, yeah. right? So you've got this nature of God. Now, here's what's unique about this. Theology proper, you've got to understand three pieces of God. But usually happens, though, is in theology proper, you focus a little bit more on them collectively together. Hmm. And then in the, in the split out, which we'll do next episode, you would get to just Christ, hmm. right? Just the Son, and that would be Christology or Christology. And then you would get to the Holy Spirit separately, which I think we'll do in a couple more episodes. Mm-hmm. That would be pneumatology. Okay. Um, so anyway... Uh, you're studying and understanding the Trinity. So, so here's something cool. Um, you could look at to understand the Trinity better. You could look at Trinitarian heresies. Now, when we say heresy, everybody's heard somebody being called a heretic or whatever. And it, but it's not a term used near as much in the church today as it right. used to be. A heresy is a belief that is contradictory to Orthodox Christian beliefs, right? Um, like a belief that goes back foundationally all the way back where we as Christians were, the church was forming and we were putting together our basic beliefs, like the same thing we were referring to in the canon of Scripture being put together, right? Um, And then I think that a heresy is also specifically tied to being against a piece of the nature of God, right? So we can have different beliefs on secondary issues, and I don't necessarily think they're heresies, Right. right? So... You know, if there's it's it's debate for it though. Like, so you could say, you know, one person, one group believes in infant baptism, one does not. Mm. One might call infant baptism a heresy, right? Right, but I don't necessarily think that's true. So, um, there's lots of different study on various different heresies. Like, why would you study something that was wrong? But what it does is it helps you formulate your actual biblical theology on that topic. So if you looked at heresies of the Trinity, it would help you then be able to formulate, well, no, this is what I believe. This is what I see as accurate and true about the Trinity of God. So here's an example. Um, An example of a what we would call mainline orthodox belief would call a Trinitarian heresy would be this thing called adoptionism. That's the belief that Jesus was a man only, like not God, just a man, Mm. until his baptism. So until John the Baptist baptizes him, he pops up out of the water, skies crack open, God Mm. says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, you know, that kind of stuff, Mm. that he was man until that point. And then he was, you know, both natures, right? Mm. So that would be an example of a Trinitarian Heresy. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, right? makes sense. And so what you do right now, instead of getting mad, right. is just... <laughs> you know, Raging. That's not true. Because <laughs> <laughs> Christians are well known to get crazy about stuff yeah. like this. Instead, it just helps you formulate 
your belief. Like, because I was saying this to you, you were like, "No, I don't think I don't think that's what I believe. Right. Like, I, don't, I don't think that's the case. Right. Like, you know, it just helps. How you could formulate. that be right? I don't right. remember exactly what I said back to you. Right. So I was sitting here thinking, I was like, "Oh gosh, I hope he doesn't ask me to say what I said earlier to him because I don't remember what right. I said." Right. But whatever it was. I, like it's interesting because you'll recall things that you know to be true yeah. about God, and you'll be like, "Well, well that can't be true because right. I know that the Bible says this." And so it challenges you Absolutely. to to like solidify Absolutely. what you believe. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. So another example of a Trinitarian heresy would be um, what is known as modalistic monarchism, big and words. that is a big name to say. It's a belief, a theory, if you want to use a word like you don't like calling it doctrine or theology, um, that God revealed himself, the way God reveals himself is in stages only, and so he revealed himself as Father in the Old Testament, and that's when the Father stuff was going down, and then he revealed himself as the Son during the earthly ministry of Jesus, and then he reveals himself specifically as the Spirit Huh. In the age of the church, yeah. right? So a post post ascension Jesus, yeah. post resurrection Jesus in the age of the church, and so that's that that's that belief, right? And so you say that, and then you go, oh, wait a minute, I can see where they were kind of going with that, like, but in their references to the Holy Spirit prior to Jesus, and in their references to Jesus prior to his earthly ministry, and that yeah. kind of separates them out, and I don't know if that's correct, right? Yeah. And so that's just another one. Um, and then here's a, here's another one. This one's crazy. Most everybody disagrees with this one. This one's called tritheism, which is the view that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are three distinctly different deities. So there's it's not so one God, bizarre. three natures. It's three different gods hanging out together. And they may be in they may be communing together and working together, but they're three different gods. Now, one of the real reasons why that would challenge basically all our faith belief is that we're monotheistic, right? right. And so that would one. be saying that there's three right. instead of just one. So that that would be a like if you've ever thought to yourself, well all Christianity is monotheism. Everybody who believes in everybody that calls themselves a Christian believes in one God. And it's monotheistic. Not true. This would be yeah. a polytheistic Christian view. Yeah. Right. That there is three distinct gods: right. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So anyway, yeah. you, you only you, you work through those and you see those constructs yeah. because it helps you then formulate what you what you believe. Right. It makes right. sense. Yeah. So it's, I just think it's really cool. So it's a lot to cover here. Theology proper then moves very quickly, and I've kind of I kind of haven't done a lot with this part because I wanted us to cover those things that yeah. we rarely ever cover. Um, it moves quickly to an understanding of the attributes of God. So mm-hmm. most of what you would consider theology proper that people that most people interact with would be not necessarily those things we just covered as much, but they would be like thinking about the attributes of God. And so um, when we talk about the attributes of God, those are the things that are shared amongst all three persons of the one true God, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the the Trinity. So that would be his immutability, for example. Immutability just means his unchanging, uh, unchangeable nature, right? Mm-hmm. Always the same. Always be trusted because he does unchanging, that kind of thing. Um, and then you would have him being self-existent, which means like he's the source of everything. Um, yeah, there's unity within himself, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and then you would get to like him being infinite, that means that there's no limitations. Yeah. And so what's cool about the infinite piece is that gets broken down into the three attributes that most people are aware of when you talk about 
the character and nature of God. Right. Right. And those would be the omnis. Yes. Right. Omnis. <laughs> Not the hotels. <laughs> the omnis. So um, like omnipresent, um, that means he's infinite in space and time. Um, omniscience, that means that he's infinite in knowledge of everything. Mm-hmm. And then omnipotent would be that he's infinite in power. Mm-hmm. Right. He's unlimited in power. And so all three of those attributes are attributes for God alone. Right. Right. They are not shared with humanity. Yeah. And then you have not just those three, all the ones we kind of mentioned. And there's mm-hmm. other ones, right? Um, yeah. Then you've got the attributes that sort of parallel the human experience in some way, right? Yeah. So they're shared with, and you were, you were just studying this recently mm-hmm. on your own. I was. Um, this is when you get into stuff like wisdom, holiness, love, goodness, mm-hmm. justice, right? Mm-hmm. That we we can actually participate in those natures as well, yeah. right? And so those aren't natures that are specific only to right. God, but they are also common experience human pieces, even though yeah. ours would not be the same or equal right. to God's wisdom or whatever it may be, yeah. right? So those are just aspects of him too. And then the big last piece, and, and of course, when I say last we in no way just did an exhaustive study on, <laughs> yeah. on the doctrine That's, that's of God. all that we have about God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. No, um, no, no. The, the last piece, as you're going through this system, you know, in a system approach, would be studying God's sovereignty, mm. right? So you're hitting, you know, you're hitting who He is. The Trinity is going to lead you into that real quick. Incomprehensibility, Trinity is going to lead you into attributes of God that are just Him. The attributes of God that are shared amongst the human creation, and then. Um, you kind of move into this idea of sovereignty, which means he rules, right? Sovereignty means it's like think king, think lordship, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He has a plan. He guides the events of the universe along with the actions of his creatures. And so this is where you would systematically study mm-hmm. creation, evolution, those kind of things, for example, yeah. right? Because they're going into the sovereignty of God and how he is – in charge, not in charge, has a plan, doesn't have a plan. All those different ideas and thoughts of what that looks like, right, mm. is where you would end up in these ideas of um, sovereignty, right? Mm. So you could even go into here, predestination, election, those kind of thoughts, right, as well. Um, but, you know, creation and evolution would be an easy way to look at it, right? And so there's all kinds of different beliefs of those things. That's mm. one thing that Christians should start to dive in more on is kind of where they land theologically on creation. And then as science progresses, where we land on um, beliefs about scientific discoveries, right? So mm. new earth, old earth, you know, Those are things that I know nothing right. about. Yeah, and so you can go study this stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's all out there. And then yeah. every time somebody comes up with a little vein of thought, they give it a name, right? Mm-hmm. So we can have a system to study, <laughs> right? Right, right, yeah. Um, and cool. so you can look at, you know, their... There are creationists that, you know, understand parts of and believe parts of evolution and not other parts and those yeah. kind of things, right? So, and how old the earth is and how do you know the earth is, you know, all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, you can go check that out. But that's all coming under his sovereignty. Um, so, if we were kind of summing up this whole thing and thinking through, like, man, how in the world would you go about this? Mm. I think that the best thing is to watch your thought process, which is all theology is. Yeah. And just kind of let it keep building. Yeah. Right. And so when you're thinking about the nature of God, it'll lead you to a different piece. Well, what about this about God? What about this about God? Um, but I think one of the really cool things that you can do to kind of 
have this grow your faith would be to pray through the attributes of God. Yeah. Right? Pray about them. Pray for God to show you them. You could see them clearer. Right? You know, thank him for these attributes that he has of himself. Right? Um, And then also like the ones that we share. Like when we pray for wisdom, that's all we're doing is there's a connection there to the wisdom of God and we share in that nature. And so, you know, that's – so you can pray through the attributes of God, and then you can dive into like another way to go forward with this um, would be you go from God's sovereignty that He's ruling and in charge of everything to human responsibility, hmm. right? And so you start to formulate your beliefs on well, does sovereignty and human responsibility go together for you and your yeah. beliefs? And hmm. you know, do you even have a choice, right? Hmm. So if God is sovereign and in control of all things, um. Are you pretending like you have a choice right now when you really don't? Do you have a responsibility as a human being to do certain things or not? Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's all those pieces to kind of yeah. think through. And what that list, what that starts to formulate is your understanding of God's nature and character starts to formulate who you are and your responsibility as a human being. Yeah. Right. And so you believe, you know, it starts to formulate that you believe, no, I. I, I'm, I have to choose to act in a way that's accordance with God's character and nature. Yeah. I do have a choice, free will, all those kind of things go into that yeah. play. So um, there's all kinds of stuff you can study with. I made a couple of verse references mm. I thought people might like because yeah. they're probably falling asleep right now. And we're going to stop no. this episode. Um, <laughs> so just just some quick things that start to show you nature, character, attributes, right? pieces of God. Like, for example, the Great Commission shows you the Trinity piece, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Job 38 through 41, so the end of Job, Mm -hmm. shows you a lot of God's nature and character. I mean, those are the chapters where um, Job rolls in, God rolls into Job and says, let me tell you something about myself, right? Right. And he starts to say things like, where were you? When I did, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that part. (laughs) Right, he just goes, and he tells Job, gird your loins up, bro. (laughs) Like, he he basically says, we about to throw down like a man. Get ready to be a man, Job. Um, And there's a lot of his nature and attributes that are covered in that section of Job. Um, Job's a very hard book, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you get Isaiah 6, 40, 48, Revelation 4. All those are great Mm -hmm. passages for learning theology proper, right? And so mm-hmm. when we say theology proper, remember, just the doctrine of God. Right. You know, who is God in the three persons, attributes, character, nature, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, they start to, you start to see some of those pieces. Yeah. So, and, but I actually believe that virtually every verse in the Bible, and I really think absolutely every verse, except for maybe some ones where Paul at the very end is going like, Peace out. See you later. You know, <laughs> um, I think that every verse is actually theology proper, right? Mm-hmm. So I think virtually everything is going to yeah. show you, if you'll study it, if you'll look at it, if you'll think through it, is going to show you some sort of piece of the nature and character of God. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of the whole point of the Bible. Right. right? <laughs> that's, what I was gonna say. that's the point. That's why we God's given us his word so that yeah. we can know him, we can know his plan, we can understand not everything, right? We'll never it's not exhaustive. Right. right. It's just what kind of what we need to know. You know, right. and so it's 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 about God, not the Bible's about God, not about us. Right. Right. And so it opens you up to you know who he is, theology yeah. proper. And I think it's virtually every verse. Yeah. Right. 
might be a few loans in there that you know at the end right. they just say amen <laughs> right 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 but yeah. they all they are talking about god so wow wow big 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 topic yes but it's so good it's, it's a monster huge topic yeah wow but there's so many like i could have given you at least 20 other trinitarian heresies yeah we talked that, through you know, a few extra when we yeah. were planning this one out there's tons yeah um there's all kinds of but i know, liked even when you were saying them to me i was checking my thought and right. i i was like wait how could that be true is that true how could that be true you know like some of them at first when i was here i'll be like well like how would i argue that and then like the more i would like sit there not because it's for arguing but like argue that with myself right. not with somebody right. else but like i was like sitting there as i process it i was like okay that makes more sense and then you were like that's the whole point is like the you challenge thought, right. your thought so that you can fully develop i mean we uh, when we hear the word heresy more. we think like christians 700 years ago going that's heresy heretic burn them at the stake <laughs> right. stone them kill them right you know right. can't be around don't listen to that yeah Almost all of our theology at certain pieces and moments is going to have heresy kind of baked into it because we don't really understand it completely, right? Yeah. You know, so there's been moments where, like, straight up honest, there's been moments where I have thought of God in a way that was very minimalizing of Him, mm-hmm. right? And we all, yeah, well, technically that's heresy, you know, yeah, thinking that we can have an exhaustive knowledge of God that we can understand that every, that it, I mean, I don't know every pastor that I've ever known has thought this at some point in time, they won't admit it, but of, I can answer anybody's questions about anything having to do with the Bible. Right. Wow. And then you realize <laughs> yeah. with about three nanoseconds of saying that, no, I cannot, I can't right. understand it. I forget half of what I've learned. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Um, it, it's just no way. Yeah. Um, so there's all kinds of pieces as we process through understanding God that we're not going to get completely right. And all, all these different pieces of theology that were written down, I mean, we're calling them Trinitarian heresies, yeah. but things that have been written down, they're just ways that people are trying to understand that part of the nature of God. Mm-hmm. Of course we get it wrong, right? Yeah. So we don't need to burn somebody at the stake, right? Right. But we do need to be like, mm, that's not right. That's not what I believe, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. That's not the case. Absolutely. I don't see that. Or I can't see that in scripture. Yeah. So That's good stuff. Theology wow. proper. So, theology so far, so far, proper. theology intro. Mm-hmm. Bibliology, right? Got to mm-hmm. have a basis for this, because you notice what we just pulled most of our theology proper from was from the Bible, the Bible right? Yeah. So the bibliology kind of starts the foundation of that. Then we get to theology proper. Next up is Christology, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the breaking down that person, yeah, that distinctly different co-equal piece of the Trinity, Jesus mm-hmm. or the Messiah or Christ or whatever you want to call it. It's going to be good. Yep. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the Messy Walk Podcast. This was a very challenging episode for me, like just challenging me to learn more and take more time to study this stuff. Yeah. Do you ever feel like when you start talking about this, do you ever feel like, I don't know nothing about my faith? Like, (laughs) like, I don't know nothing. Yes. You know, like, I'm so. I feel like that a lot. I should know more. Yes. Right? Yeah, and I should care more, and I should yeah. read more, and I should study more, and yeah. you know, I, I, 
I mean, I guess that's why we're talking through this on the podcast. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Because it's, it's an experience that a lot of Christians have. It's like you realize how little you know, and then you don't know where to start, and then you're intimidated because there's a lot of big words. Like, we said a lot of big words in this episode, and it's a hard to keep up with. A lot of big words where people have named stuff, yeah. things. Yeah, but right. like, even when me and you were talking earlier, like planning this episode out, I would say, like, what's the word for that? And you'd be like, I don't know. I can't remember it. Like, it's, uh, right. it's everybody, you know? Like, like, I don't know. I have all... to go look it up. Right, I can't right. remember Right, right. Can't remember all these different words. And that's okay. It's not about remembering all the words. It's just about. Yeah, like, and I mean, you can, and the cool thing God. is, is too, I mean, however much you want to nerd on this, you can nerd out on right. it. Right. Because you can not only understand the, the name of that concept, um, that theory, that doctrine, but then you can figure out who it is that named it. Yeah. Right. So you'll know the person that well, this ends up being attributed to, you know, this person through history who just to, you know, who called it this, right? Who started this thought first right. and began to write it down and, you know, all those kind of pieces. And then you'll see how certain certain theologians that you look at through time and scholars and pastors, right, mm. based their stuff on the person before them and then re-fine-tuned it a little bit, right? Wow. Yeah. And so you can start looking and you can nerd out as much as you want to on it. It's so interesting. That is, that, I don't think my brain could hold that much information. My brain ain't big enough for all that. You get <laughs> but a it's lot worth of, a shot. You, you mix a lot of <laughs> theology in with church history when you go that route. Yeah. So then you start to understand who were these people in the history of the church, cool. right? Yeah. What were their leadership roles? Where were they located at? Why, you know, who did they study under? That kind of stuff, right? Yeah. You start to figure those pieces out. So. Yeah. Cool. But anyway, well, thanks for joining us today on the Messy Walk podcast. We'll be back again next week. Next week with an episode on Christology. Did I say that right? You did say it right. Heck yeah, I did. It's not Christology. I kept wanting to say it like that yeah. when we first started talking about it, but I'm getting the hang of it now. It's okay. I'm from Caswell County, North Carolina. Okay, we can pronounce words any way we want to. Right. All right. It's so like having I, our own language around here. Yeah, we can say whatever we want. All right. Well, we will be back next week. Um, with a new episode. Don't forget to check us out on social media. Um, I just made a post earlier this week about some different book references that Adam yes. made towards the beginning of this series. So go check that out if you were interested in doing your own study on this I stuff. I used them today. Yeah. Right. They're really good. Yeah. Really yeah. good stuff. So be sure to check that out and we'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.